Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. If you like listening to beautiful voices like ours instead of reading words, then head on over to Audible where you can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash paratruth where you can choose from over 180,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And welcome to the brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. Before we get started, I just want to let everybody know that while you're listening to the show, check out our website at paratoothradio.com, where you can learn more about us and what we do. Also, feel free to look into our Patreon account at paratoothradio.com and help us to continue bringing the world fresh, entertaining media each and every week. And by contributing, you'll become an executive producer for an upcoming episode of Paratruth Radio and officially become part of the Paratruth family which will include special monthly behind-the-scenes access to our production. I do have to announce that we do have an executive producer of this week's episode, Ronald Scott Shamblin. He wrote, and I quote, Found your show recently, going through past shows in iTunes, so enjoy a cup of coffee on me, RSS. So thank you so much, Ron, for contributing <clears throat> to Pear Truth Radio. We greatly appreciate it. Uh one thing I wanted to let everybody know, you can also find us at fringeradionetwork.com now, radioandpodcast.com, and paranormalforum.net is now featuring our show Monday nights at 10 p.m., so a huge shout-out to our friends at paranormalforum.net. And if you guys want to find anything and everything that we're broadcasting on right now, you can just... Go straight to paratruthradio.com. And uh, we actually just got added, which I forgot to tell you, Eric, to the Google Play mm-hmm. Music Store. All right. <laughs> moving on up, moving on up. So anyway. um, I also want to encourage you guys super fast before we get started. If whatever you listen to YouTube, iHeartRadio, iTunes, make sure you like, share, subscribe, follow. And if you listen to iTunes, please give us a review. That is the best way we know what we're doing best, at least from our iTunes listeners, as well as if you guys comment on any of those other sites that we're on as well. So Absolutely. So we look forward to hearing from all you guys. <clears throat> I do Angus. love it, by the way. <laughs> I love whether you guys are haters or if you want to make great comments, I'm willing to talk to anybody and everybody, and, you know, I love the comments. Believe it or not, even even the bad ones. <laughs> All righty. Well, I think we got that point clear. Are you sure? <laughs> I think so. Right. So, uh, as you all heard last week, this week we have a new topic, one that we haven't covered before, and this is actually Justin's idea, mm-hmm. uh, something he wanted to talk about, which he finds fascinating. And honestly, coming across the research myself, it uh, we'll we'll talk about it once we get <laughs> into the deeper into the show here, but. I'm surprised. Even I think I might have had this Mandela effect, which is what we're going to be talking about. So uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. The Mandela effect is a term for where a group of people all misremember the same detail, event, or physicality. The question is how? Some theorists believe that it has something to do with interlinking alternate realities, while others believe that there is a perfectly reasonable scientific explanation. Now Parachute presents Alternate Realities, Fact or Fiction. Folks, here we are today, bright and late in the evening as we record, <laughs> and as you may be listening, or perhaps you're on your 
drive to work or your drive home or on lunch break, whatever Wherever it is. Wherever we are in the world. <laughs> we're glad that you guys are joining us tonight uh, or today or this morning or whatever. We've been over this a couple times here already in the last two seconds. The Mandela Effect. Interesting. Very mm. interesting uh, topic. Justin, you were the one who really wanted to uh, discuss this and just aired on our show as one of our topics. So why don't you give us a little bit of uh, the background of the Mandela effect and let us know what, you, what you've what uh, you found about it. Yeah, actually, the Mandela effect was a term coined by a paranormal enthusiast by the name of Fiona Broom when she discovered that she was not the only one who wrongly believed Nelson Mandela died in prison in the 1980s. Now, I mean, this goes to a huge extreme here. This goes into uh, the what is now known as the Berenstain Bears, but many people remember it being the Berenstein or Berenstein Bears, however you want to pronounce it, S-T-E-I-N instead of S-T-A-I-N. And there's a couple others, uh, the Ford logo being weird. And so, I mean, this kind of goes down the rabbit hole. I mean, there's a lot of people that are having these different memories from what now history is telling us is going on. And, you know, the biggest thing here is, I mean, there are scientists saying, no, there's a logical explanation to this, which reading the logical explanation, I think, is is very plausible and possible. But in quantum physics, they are also telling us, hey, there's multiple universes or alternate realities or, or anything along those lines. So for it to be... Out of the out of the range of possibility that maybe somehow these alternate realities are class, clashing with our own, or we're somehow jumping into these other alternate realities, is not far fetched in my opinion either. And yes, mm-hmm. that's my opinion, not scientific fact. So that's that's where we're going with this. Here is, I mean, from what you saw through um, scientific explanation, what did you come across? Well, you know, a lot of it just has to do with uh, psychology and uh, diving into the brain and how and the neurons and how it works. Um, you know, a lot of these studies, because there have been studies to see if the Mandela effect is real, uh, and it took place at a number of different universities. And what they would do is that they would basically show a film of car accidents. And this is something we've talked about in the past, uh, not about car accidents, but just in the memory of pe- people's memory mm-hmm. and uh, what they think they saw compared to what they really did see. And when they showed these videos, it was a video of car accidents. And the first group was simply shown the car, the car accidents. And at the end, they were asked a number of different questions, like how fast was the car going? What did you see? You know, how did it happen? So on and so forth. Uh, and they found out that many of the results were very similar. You know, people would say, oh, between 35 and 40 miles per hour, there was glass, there wasn't glass. Uh, they would use a number of different words to explain the accident, like uh, crashed, smashed, bumped, collided. Uh, depending on how severe the accident was, they would, you know, interchange the words uh, used. Well, then there's another group they showed. They showed the videos, too. They ended up using a couple of different words before showing them the videos. Like they would say, this car was driving fast and smashed into such and such. Then they would show a, an accident that was not nearly like terrible by any means, but by planting the word smashed and fast and like that in their mind, it made the people who watched the video believe it was actually much more uh, dangerous and maybe deadly than it really was. And they claimed that there was glass that had shattered everywhere and stuff like that. When, when you watch the video, there was actually no glass at all. Uh, so it, it's really more of what type of information people are taking in, you know, what's being fed to them. And <clears throat> the reason I say that we talked about this before, because it was probably a month or so ago I brought it up, where people tend to see the same thing, but they um, remember it differently, you know. Mm-hmm. And some people just tend to think something is more severe than it really is. And it's much like this Mandela thing, where people believe that he died in prison back in the 1980s. But then we, you know, recently find out relatively recently that he just passed away in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's kind of weird because then you question, like, well, why did so many people? Because it wasn't just one or two people. It was quite a massive group of people who believed he actually died in prison. So I'm you have to question one of them because I still he, remember that. Right. And Justin's one of them. So you have to question, like, is it the, can, can we chop it up to this? 
alternate reality, you know, where maybe there's an alternate universe that somehow collided with our timeline. And because of such, you remember something that didn't happen on our timeline or on our plane of field, but on a different one. Uh, and that's why you have this different uh, memory of the event. Or could it be that just something happened that you associated? Maybe there's someone else who was just as popular as Mandela uh, who had died. And you kind of associated that event with Mandela's imprisonment. And so the combination ended up making you think, oh, it was Mandela that, that died only to find out, oh, wait, he's been alive this whole time. Um, well, some people believe, too, that, I mean, if you are in prison, especially for what he was in for, that you were going to die in prison. That's a possibility, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's, it's no question that there's there are probably a number of different news networks at the time who are saying something like that, like, oh, he may die in prison or, you know, mm-hmm. this or that. And so you start associating it. And that's like the memory that that's really just seared into your mind. Um, and, and what sucks about it is like no matter like in this case for you, you know, you believe that Mandela had died back in the 80s mm-hmm. and you have absolutely zero proof of it because it's very much a fact that he was alive until now, yeah, right. You Everything know. you can find now is he died in 2013 and was actually president of South Africa in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Right. So then you have to question like, okay, well, what's really going on here? Because obviously by world standards, you're wrong, period. Mm-hmm. There's right. no questioning it. There's nothing you can do to prove yourself otherwise. Um, but if there is this alternate timeline or timelines or timelines, which is very possible, we see people, uh, you know, we've talked about this in the past, and even today, like when you watch some of the superhero movies, you know, they really right. mess with the timeline thing where there's yeah. alternate universes and stuff, especially in DC Comics. Right. Uh, so, you know, is that a possibility? And if so, how can it be? Right. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, regardless of what I'm seeing now compared to uh, what I remember, I, I still believe he I mean, I believe he died in the 1980s. Now, does that mean that I'm not mistaken? No, it's a possibility I'm remembering wrong. And uh, as Eric knows, my memory is not necessarily the greatest sometimes. But, uh, uh, you know, it's one of those things where that specific memory, I it's very vivid in my head. And, again, another thing that goes in coincides with this is, when enough people say, Hey, I remember this, then you're like, yeah, that's right. I rem- that's, that's wrong. I remember him dying in 1980s. So again, is that a possibility? Sure. I'm willing to accept that I, I might not be remembering properly and it might be a false memory. I'm willing mm-hmm. to accept that. But from where I stand right now, I, I think that it is that he did truly die. Now, how, how did that that shift change. I'm not sure. Uh, people are saying, or there's theories out there that saying, sorry, that, uh, there's time travelers changing the timeline, which is actually an idea for a future show that I'm thinking about. Uh, another one is a, about the CERN hydron, hedron collider, quant- uh, creating a quantum ripple. Again, Maybe far-fetched, but actually not that far-fetched because CERN has admitted that they are messing with space-time and have tried to recreate the Big Bang, which would essentially would have re- uh, would have created a quantum singularity. So I don't think it's that far-fetched to believe that we're we're colliding with different al- alternate realities, different timelines, different uh, multiverse areas, stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's hard to decipher because like you said, there is no definitive proof that he died in the 1980s. Then all of a sudden was, I guess for lack of a better word, resurrected and <laughs> put into the presidency of South Africa. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure how this is happening, but it, from my beliefs and my personal opinion, I believe it is happening. One yeah. thing that you had actually said at the beginning mm-hmm. was, is that you think that you're having, you've had some of these yeah. Mandela effects happen. Uh, why don't you tell us a couple? Well, I mean, I only have one offhand that I remember, and that actually has to do with a movie called Kazam. 
1996, uh, starred Shaquille O'Neal as a genie. And I think many people out there probably have seen this. It's, you know, it's a, it's a movie that most people won't watch today, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, I still haven't this, watched it completely. <laughs> yeah. Back in the nineties though. But, um, you know, it, it's interesting because some people claim that there, there was no such thing as a movie called Kazam, but instead it was called Shazam and it starred Sinbad. And interestingly, I don't know if I remember it as Kazam or Shazam because Shazam sounds familiar, very familiar to me, but there's a number of different things that, you know, throughout the years that I've seen called Shazam. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that could be like, uh, one of the characters from DC Comics, for example, that I've read about numerous times who uses the word Shazam to change. Uh, and just the idea of what Shazam is like, is like magic, you know, you think mm-hmm. Shazam and boom, poof. So th- thinking about a genie, but even if it was Kazam, which apparently, you know, according to our history, it, the movie is called Kazam. It's starring Shaquille O'Neal. I would 100% believe today tell you that I swear it was Sinbad who played the role of Genie and not Shaquille O'Neal. And like, I can picture it perfectly and I can't picture Shaquille O'Neal pulling it off. It was like, it had to be Sinbad wearing his little like weird, you know, genie hat and everything like that. Yeah. And I remember him being in, wearing yellow and gold and I do uh, remember wa- it that walking, too. talking to this kid. Yeah. yeah you know, uh, and I'm like, no, I, I know what Sinbad looks like, and I'm confident with Sinbad, but sure enough, it's not, you know. And one of the beliefs, this is the uh, the scientific reasoning or explanation, is that when Kazam came out, uh, starring Shaquille O'Neal, there were two other movies that came out uh, starring Sinbad. Uh, the first one was called First Kid, uh, which involved a hero coming to the aid of a wayward boy, which is very similar to Kazam. Not the whole genie magic thing, but nonetheless. Uh, and then there was another movie that came out called House Guest, which had a picture of Sinbad's head, um, like an image of his head coming out of a mailbox, almost giving you that like genie in a bottle mm-hmm. type of feel. And so the scientific explanation is that what we're doing is we're taking a number of different resources and combining them, and our mind is manipulating the evidence to come up with what we believe we saw at the time. Uh, and in it's what's also interesting is that based on this one thing, there was a guy who also claimed that he saw Shazam and not Kazam, and he gave a very detailed explanation of what the movie was, the full plot from beginning to end, and it was different from Kazam. And the scientific explanation is that what the mind does and what people do without even knowing it is that they'll try to fill in the gaps to help support their own memory. And therefore, they can come up with an entire platform movie that never existed with the snap of a finger, as if it was just a piece of cake. Um, and still, they don't know exactly how that can happen. They're not, you know, there's no perfect explanation because you got to really dive into the, the neurons of the mind and how they fire off and everything like that, and then how memory gets stored. Uh, and of course, we know how memory gets stored and all that, but there's a process, and you got to wonder where does one begin, where does one end when it comes to the Mandela effect. Right. So. Yeah, for me, you know, it was, it was that, you know, like I keep thinking, like I see Kazam and it's starting at the more I read the word Kazam, it's coming back to me like, okay, I think I remember it being Kazam, but I still can't picture Shaquille O'Neal. It's still Sinbad. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I could be mixed up because like, like I said, Shazam reminds me of magic. There was a show on at the time called Kablam and that, you know, it all kind of is a jumbled mess. So. Who the heck knows, man? It's it's weird. It, it, I read it today and I was like, "What? This is so weird. I gotta remember this." <laughs> All right, folks. Before we go too much further down the rabbit hole here, we are going to go to Eric's random fact of the day, and we will be right back with Paratruth Radio. Now, Eric's random fact of the day: unhealthy diet or unfortunate consequence. In 2016, Venezuela spiraled into an economic crisis. But did you know that it may have led to healthy results? Well, this is in the eye of the beholder. According to Factslides.com, 75% of the population of Venezuela lost at least 19 pounds in 2016 due to a lack of proper nutrition amid the economic crisis. Though lack of nutrition is unhealthy for most organisms, some people may certainly be proud. 
of their slimmer selves. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. All right, Paratruthers, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. Hey, and I'm Eric. And we're discussing the Mandela Effect. Now, as we said at the beginning of the show, the... Term was coined by a woman by the name of Fiona Broom when she realized that she was not the only one that wrongly believed Nelson Mandela died in the in prison in the 1980s. So she coined the phase of the Mandela effect because it was the first memory she can think of that uh, this phenomenon was going on. Now, something I mentioned at the beginning was that there's another reason people believe this effect is actually going on, and that's the Berenstain Bears, who a lot of people remember as the Berenstain Bears or the Berenstain Bears, depending on how you pronounce it, and that's B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N is what people are saying it is today. I remember it as B-E-R-E-N-S-T-I-N, the Berenstain or Berenstain Bears. And I actually remember going to a park where it was spelled that exact way. So what... The scientific scientific explanation on this one is is that we were were reading so such things such as Albert Einstein and different names with the Stein the Stein the Stein that we automatically somehow disimposed the e the a with an e. Um, I'm not sure how well I believe that because to be honest with you. I, I'm, this is one of the memories that I'm like, no, it was the Baron Stein Bears, the Baron Steen Bears, whatever you want to pronounce it. I pronounce, pronounced it Baron Steen, but it might have been Baron Stein. So, and Eric, do you remember the Baron Steen Bears? Yeah, of course I remember. Uh, um, um, and I think this is one question I had asked you was if you remembered how it was spelled. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you, man. I remember as E-I-N and not A-I-N. And the only reasonable explanation I can come up with is, at least as a kid, like when I used to watch it, and I think for most kids when they were watching it, um, they're kind of learning cursive, right, around that time a little bit. Right. And the only thing I could think of is that we're mixing our E's and our A's because they look very similar in cursive, uh, minus a single line that that uh, changes the entire appearance of the letter. Mm-hmm. So it – in my mind, I think that's what it is, and I think it's a pretty reasonable explanation. But I think there's still plenty of older people, teenagers, adults, etc., who recently seen it and still claim, no, it was definitely E. Like, for example, parents whose kid, you know, who never read the book themselves as kids, but bought it for their kids, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, it was E I N. So I don't know, man. It's weird. That's <laughs> another weird one. Yeah, and I, honestly, I should even ask my mother this because she was part of the reason I was a fan of the Berens, Berenstein Bears, Berenstein Bears. Um, but uh, that is a very good explanation, I think, that it is a possibility our minds are just playing tricks on us. I'm, again, like I said earlier, I'm willing to accept that, but at the same time, I'm still having these memories and still feeling a very uh, vivid memory of these things being the way that they were. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure there's a way to change my mind on that other than than continually looking at the facts that are put to us today. Uh, again, I mean, unfortunately, you kind of have to watch what you're reading online because you're not really sure anymore. But, uh, I mean, there was a guy that posted uh, this 
little thing on Facebook of Berenstein Bears. It was actually a clip from a TV guide, supposedly, that showed B-E-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. And Mm -hmm. that's not to say he didn't Photoshop it because, let's face it, we have Photoshop. We have so many ways to manipulate things today. Um, Some of the other ones that I came across is Oscar Mayer Wiener. It was actually spelled, or uh, people remember it being M-E-Y-E-R, but but today it's M-A-Y-E-R. I always Mm -hmm. remember it being M-A-Y-E-R because it shows the the song that it used to say, My baloney has a first name, it's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney (laughs) has a second name, it's M-A-Y-E-R. That's how I remember it. I don't remember M-E-Y-E-R. That's not right. to say that older generations prior to myself don't remember it, M-E-Y-E-R. Um, mm-hmm. Because that logo actually looks a little bit older than the M-A-Y-E-R. Um, the show isn't called Sex in the City. It's called Sex and the City. But a lot of people are insisting that it's in the city, which uh, isn't it Sex in the City? I think the thing with – now, that one's another one that's I think is pretty reasonable – and it's just the speed, I think, as with, at which you say something in the pronunciation. Because, uh, like, when I say sex in a city, I actually said and there, but it might have sounded like in. Because you're really only catching the N-D. And mm-hmm. so I think that in itself, when you when you look at it, it's one thing. But as I said earlier in the show, there is those test well, – I'm just going to call them test subjects – but the test group um, who are fed a certain information – and then based on that information, they kind of, in a sense, in their mind, have manipulated the truth. And so when people say sex in the city, then they watch the show and see it on TV. They actually think of it in their mind as sex in the city, regardless of the fact that it says sex and the city. Uh, and that's just simple, some weird mind crazy crap that messes everything up. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, that that's like a... Uh, just a feeding of information. It's a manipulation in a sense, I think, accidental. All right. Another one that uh, I came across was We Are the Champions by Queen ends differently mm-hmm. than many recall. Many of those familiar with the song remember the final lyrics being no time for losers because we are the champions of the world. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Oh no. There is no of the world at the end oh. of the song. <laughs> I rem- I remember of the world at the end of this song. And now that I think about it, I remember hearing it recently and I almost swear I hear of the world. Again, that could be my my mind playing tricks on me. Is there is there is there anything afterwards or is it just No, it's it's not of the world. It's it's just no time for losers cuz we are the champions. There is See, no of the world. Right. I remember when I was young and the Indians, you know, were playing mm-hmm. during the uh, series or whatever. And, uh, that song came on before we had gone in the world's, into the world series. And it, and it was playing over and over. And like sometimes when you listen to songs in this particular city, they purposely change the lyrics for your city. And so like in this case, it could be, we are the champions of the world in Cleveland. And I've heard the same thing in other songs like uh, on, there's a music group called Unspoken. It's a Christian music group. Some of you out there listening may know the, the group. Uh, they have a song called Start a Fire. Uh, and part of the lyrics says, you only, need a, you only need a spark to start a whole place. It only takes a little faith. Let it start right here in this city so these old walls will never be the same. And there's a uh, a local – a radio station here called The Fish, and I think you know you can get it worldwide on their Fish app. But they actually changed the song for Cleveland, and so in, instead of saying "Let it start right here in the city," it says "Let it start right here in Cleveland." So these old walls will never be the same. And so we do have that possibility that the song is being manipulated for at certain times because there's always a number of different versions of a single song, and you can look that up with any song. There's a number of different versions. So you know, again, I think there's another reasonable explanation as to why people are claiming one thing for a song and yet you know receiving the opposite. No nah, man. We're living in an alternate reality. There's no simple way to put it. 
New Zealand. <laughs> Where's New Zealand at, Justin? In Australia. All right. Apparently, that's another one that many people believe the location to be completely different than Australia. Yeah, that's another Mandela effect. And I think, well, some of them, and it depends on where, but some believe that New Zealand is up toward England area. Interesting. Yeah. So uh definitely a lot of interesting things here, a lot of weird, you know. All right, I'll read off a couple more that I found. People right. think that uh Richard, Rich Uncle Pennybags from the Monopoly game actually has a monocle, but mm-hmm. he doesn't. Nowhere do I remember him having a monocle. That That's for sure. Uh, the tip of Pikachu's tail isn't black. It's yellow. Right, but there's a black stripe on it. Well, let's see. People remember there being a black mark on Pikachu's tail. If you take a look at Pikachu now, you'll see nothing there. There is no black mark. There's just the brown at the base of the tail and yellow. That's it. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Curious George never had a tail. That's weird. But that would make sense if he's... Well, if he's a chimp, yeah. Um, what were you going to say about Pikachu? Well, I th- I, another thing that people are, you know, not thinking, Pikachu does have black tips on his ears. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, like, okay, both ears have black tips. The tail naturally must have a black tip as well. Um, or they just simply, that little brown spot at the base of his tail might be, you know, people are getting confused thinking, oh, no, it's... Right. I'm looking at pictures of Pikachu right now. Here's a here's a first for Paranormal Radio. Host looking at Pikachu. (laughs) (laughs) So here's another one, and I'm going to ask you a question on this one. How do you remember Chick-fil-A being uh, spelled? I used to, because I never never actually knew the spelling until I actually went there. So I used to think it was C-H-I-C-K, but it's C-H-I-C. No, it's actually C-H-I-C-K, F-I-L-A. But there are people that believe that it was C-H-I-C-F-I-L-A or C-H-I-K-F-I-L-A. Hmm. And Interesting. the company has allegedly, supposedly, reputedly, <laughs> as this uh, article says, ha- uh, says it was always C-H-I-C-K-F-I-L-A. Yeah, might have been. Um, I mean... Had it been, claiming <laughs> it has been. If if you don't believe in the Mandela effect, yes. Um, Darth Vader doesn't say, "Luke, I am your father." Mm-hmm. He says, "No, I am your father." Mm-hmm. I remember it being, "Luke, I am your father," not, "No, I am your father." I think everyone remembers it as, "Luke, I am your father," but <laughs> um, C three PO isn't all gold. He actually has silver a silver leg. Uh, Mr. Rogers' theme song opening line is different than many people remember. During the Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood intro, he'd sing a little jingle that many people remember beginning with the line, It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. But actually, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Further and further right. down the rabbit hole we go. Yeah, let's, let's get out of it and dig our way back out. <laughs> Clapping. Fill that hole back up. Fill that hole we, in, please. Let's well, get out this one. we went um, six feet. Now I'm buried. All right. Well, you just stay there. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get me later. No. <laughs> now it's just the Eric show. Now it's just the Eric show. Let's go. Anyway, <clears throat> let, let's talk a little bit about this interdimension or alternate reality type thing. Cause we talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago mm. uh, with John Mellard and we were talking, I had mentioned how I believe there's a possibility and there's obviously it's not fact, but I believe there's a possibility that maybe there's multiple planes mm-hmm. uh, within one. And so what we stand on here is a physical plane and then you have the spiritual plane or a spiritual realm and then it continues on and you know, who knows what or where. So, when it comes to alternate reality or alternate dimensions, alternate timelines, et cetera, et cetera, since obviously this can't be explored fully because no one's ever, we're never going to know. Mm. 
There's a number of different views. One is that the alternate dimension or reality exists on the same exact plane that we're on. We just can't see it and they can't see us. Right. Others claim that there's another Earth somewhere out there in the galaxy. And the reason that we have these issues like time lapses or just uh, so-called crossovers is because there's a wormhole or something that ends up manipulating situations. If you like, I, the way I think about it is, uh, uh, the Bermuda Triangle. You know, many people believe the Bermuda Triangle is a wormhole of some sort. Um, and so could that be, as many believe, a dimension or a, a portal to another dimension, which may be another earth somewhere? Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's not a lot of information on this, all theories and speculation, as most of the stuff in the paranormal field. What are your thoughts? What do you think is the reasoning and could it be possible that an alternate dimension does, it, it can be reality? Um, well, one thing I want to bring up and you'll remember this is when I was living in Ohio, we would go to work out at the gym and yes. we would come back and we both think that it was quicker to get back home than it was on the way to the gym. And we mm-hmm. were like, we must be hitting a wormhole. We must be hitting a wormhole. There's no logical explanation how it t- seems like it's faster to get back home than it is to get there. Um, I mean, there is a possible explanation, and that is we're eager to get back home. Mm-hmm. But um, I believe that there are wormholes out there. Um, I, I believe that they're more so in space than they are here on Earth. Is it a possibility that there are wormholes here? Possibly. Um, one thing that we speculated with John was that whatever's crossing over to do these hauntings is possibly using a wormhole to enter this reality from a, uh, different plane of existence, which again, maybe a possibility, not sure. Um, the biggest thing that sticks into my mind with this is, and I mean, there are people in the regular scientific community that think quantum physics is a load of garbage. And Mm -hmm. there are some quantum physics people that are like, um, you guys are completely wrong. That's not how science works either. So, um, I honestly think that there is some type of quantum mechanics going on here. There is possibly a, either maybe a wormhole or alternate reality hitting us, um, and kind of taking over our reality because for some reason or another it's being changed. Uh, as I said at the beginning, it's not outside of my realm of explanation that it's possibly just a wrong memory. Is it more possible for it being a wrong memory compared to altered dimensions? Maybe, but I, I'm one of those people that some things I'm skeptical on, other things I'm leaning more towards one way or the other. And this one I'm, I'm feeling more along the lines of it being some type of quantum physics thing going on. What about you? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think there's a perfectly reasonable explanation, honestly. Uh, you know, I, I would, I would like to go ahead and dive into the whole, um, alternate dimension and alternate reality timelines and stuff like that. Like I would love to It'd be a blast, but quite frankly, I just can't do that because the evidence to support it doesn't exist, but there is plenty of evidence within psychology to support the Mandela effect. And I've studied psychology um, this past semester and I've studied it in the past as well, especially um, even talking to a number of doctors mm-hmm. in psych- psychology back with that. Uh, with psychology backgrounds and seeing how they interpret certain data and evidence um, to, to to really explain something like this or pretty much any type of uh, mental disorder for that matter. Um, and so I think there's definitely a reasonable explanation for a lot of this stuff. And I think it's mostly just, I think it's mostly just miss. I, I mean, I'm going to say the word misinterpretation. It's probably not the best word to use, but I think it's just people misinterpreting the original truth and it could just be, a visual thing, you know, seeing one thing and like a dyslexia, for example, I have dyslexia. Uh, so many times my letters and numbers all get 
mixed up and I have to reread stuff and whatever. So I think that's a big possibility, especially since quite a majority of people suffer from dyslexia of some type, mm-hmm. you know, to some degree. So that's definitely a possibility. Also, I really strongly believe, and I'm going to, I'm putting it out there because I really strongly believe in the devil. I know who mm-hmm. he is. I know what he does and he's a manipulator. And I'm not saying the devil's behind any of this. I, that's ridiculous. I don't, I don't think he cares, but the fact is if he's capable of manipulating and deceiving, and that's what he does, then obviously people can be deceived and manipulated. Therefore, hearing a certain word, seeing a certain number, seeing a certain letter, et cetera, et cetera, will ultimately make them believe and think one thing when the truth is the opposite. So yeah, I think, I think there's perfectly reasonable explanation and I'm just going to stop right there. So I don't go off talking too much. Well, I'm I'm going to put this to you, and it it's not meant to be an attack or anything. But as a Christian, you believe that there's heaven, hell, angels, demons, God, Lucifer, <laughs> and in a sense, they all live on a different plane of existence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and demons and angels in in our in Christian opinion can come to our plane of existence, right? Sure. So, as far as faith is concerned um how is it any more far-fetched that that couldn't happen compared to alternate reality just in your opinion let me ask you a question too in response to that question and this is more of a theory or just uh you know throwing throwing balls out into the Mm -hmm. field you know what if the spiritual realm and all that wasn't really like now i'm not talking about like where we go after we die Mm -hmm. like heaven and hell but i'm Mm -hmm. talking about just ghosts and god and stuff like that despite the fact that they're Spiritual, what if it's not another realm that they live in, but they live in our physical realm? Just beyond the outreach of what we can see and fathom. But when they're here on earth, they're invisible unless they choose otherwise. And therefore they're physically there and they're able to manipulate their themselves, but they're not actually manipulating the plane in which they're interacting on. That makes sense? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh that's that's a good explanation, even though it's Stated as a question, but, um, yeah, I mean, that, that is a good explanation. Um, I swear you're, uh, I'm sorry, I swear you're about to say, that's a good explanation. That's false, but yeah, that's a good explanation. no, actually, uh, I, I, I can, I can see where you're going with, with that. Um, and, but then that leads a lot of people to believe too, and this is something that's going on right now that aliens are actually God, angels, demons, yes. Lucifer. Well, Right. Yeah. Many people believe that. You know what? People are, are, they want answers. And if they can't get the answers that they want, they'll make up fabrications of their own answer. Simple as that. Uh, you know, some people believe that angels and demons and aliens are all, all one and the same. Some believe they're each separate individual beings. Hmm. You know, obviously we can't say one way or the other because I've never met an alien, <laughs> you know, like, up close in person anyway, <laughs> maybe seen a UFO or something. I don't know. Uh, so angels, actually angels one thing I wanted to ask you about okay. that really fast uh-huh. is when, when before we, you had gotten saved again, you would yep. believe that you were, um, abducted by aliens. Yes. Do you still think that, or do you think that is more along uh, the lines of the, the demonic I deception? I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> the moment I said it, I was like, oh, no, something, I feel, I feel that conviction, that gut feeling, oh, gosh. <sighs> you know what? I don't know, man. I, I can't, I can't tell you. Like, honestly, I don't look. I've said this numerous times. I can't say that aliens don't exist because well, no, I'm not would, saying that, but, no, but I know. Well, based on that alone, I can't stand here and say, yes, it was aliens. I'm pretty sure I was abducted by aliens because I don't know if they exist, but I can't say, no, I'm pretty sure it's demonic because I don't know if that's true either. <laughs> I was just a kid when it happened. <laughs> well, I was just a little kid. Do you and, remember having the feelings of how you were demonically oppressed within no, the past I couple mean, of years compared to that time? No, because they, that was like a one night thing and it wasn't much that I remember. I just remember a huge flash of white light and I woke up, uh, in sheer terror screaming at the top of my lungs. I don't remember anything before that. So, you know, obviously that kind of goes in line with many of your abduction stories, but it could also be such a horrific incident that I just blocked it out the moment I woke up. Yeah. You know, many times we have dreams and we just forget what the entire dream was the moment we wake up from it. So, 
you know, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, for the longest time, I believed it was aliens. And, you know, at the time I was watching X-Files and stuff like that. So there's a series of events that could have led up to it. Uh, but yeah, definitely there could have been some kind of demonic influence there to, 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 to kind of get the ball rolling, if you will, to lead up to this. <laughs> right. All right. Well, th- that's the reason I'm, I'm asking you that is because it kind of, goes along with the line of the Mandela effect, which, I mean, what do you really, how can you really believe anything other than looking at scientific evidence? I mean, mm-hmm. and scientific evidence would say, this is just a mind playing, your mind playing tricks on you, which again, I'm willing to accept that explanation, but I also believe that there's something more going on. Um, can I prove it? No, there's no way for me to prove that there's alternate dimensions crashing into our own and changing what we remember or the way things are. But um, that's just one of my beliefs. Well, and here's something to think of though. It's often people think, okay, there's a physical realm and there's a spiritual realm and there's no in between, right? Mm -hmm. Many people believe that. However, biblically speaking, there have been two human beings, not counting Jesus, who were lifted away and taken into heaven without ever meeting death. Their physical bodies just gone off the face of the earth and in heaven in the spiritual realm. And they are to come back, in, according to the book of Revelation, as two witnesses. And that was Elijah and Enoch. There's obviously some type of interconnection between the spiritual realm and the physical. If you mm-hmm. can be physical and spiritual and spiritual and the physical. So you're just. It's, wrapping my brain into a bunch of I know, ball it's mush. crazy, man. And that's that's what happens when I read the Bible sometimes too. Like, oh my gosh, I can't fathom these. How do I answer these questions? Uh, but um, yeah, man. I mean, I, it, it's weird. You know, many people believe uh, that hell is a very physical place and not a spiritual one. You know, many people believe that's like the core of our earth is mm-hmm. hell. And in a sense, that would that in a way that would make sense because the Bible is always talking about looking up and the God above and so on and so forth. Burning hell and no matter, fire. And- no matter well, no matter where you are on the earth, there's always up, and the up is always sky, the sky, right? Mm-hmm. It's always the heavens. Even if you're at the bottom of the earth, technically you're upside down, <laughs> but it's still up to you, right? <laughs> yeah. And right. so that would suggest that everything around the earth and beyond is heaven, and that is God's domain. But then everything below in the ground which is where many consider hell to be, you know, is a physical a physical thing. And it looks very physical, uh, like a physical place, according to Revelation 2. Not Revelation 2, but Revelation as well. There is no Revelation 2, people. If there is... I was going to say, there, there's put, a new prophet. God put a curse out there. Let me tell you, in the book of Revelation, God says those who add to the book of Re- Revelation will be cursed with all the plagues of the Revelation. So be wary. But... um you know, I, I think there's plenty of evidence just biblically that support there being a physical heaven uh, and a physical hell. So mm. I know it, we're just kind of I'm just kind of wrapping around here, but it's I'm more so trying to the way I'm speaking is more so me trying to understand it myself while I'm telling you <laughs> what could yeah. be. So, well, and uh, I, the whole explanation here, guys, is is it's hard to explain things scientifically when you believe in a supernatural being such as God, angels, demons, the devil, that sort of a thing. But you can't put in an explanation on any of it because there's no scientific explanation right now of God, angels, demons, the devil, the afterlife, that sort of a thing. So I I think that is the best explanation that I could expect because it's hard to put that into, into perspective. It really is. So. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and take our second last break of the evening. You're listening to Paratruth Radio and we will be right back after Justin's Paranormal Headlines. And now, Paratruth Radio's Paranormal Headlines. How's it going, Parafans? Justin here with your paranormal headlines, and these headlines are from unexplainedmysteries.com. Tully Monster Mystery Continues to Endure A peculiar prehistoric discovery has left scientists scratching their heads for more than five decades. 
Known as the Tully Monster, after collector Francis Tully, who originally discovered its remains back in 1958, this peculiar prehistoric denizen, which lived 307 million years ago in a coastal estuary in what is now northeastern Illinois, has remained notoriously difficult to classify for more than 50 years. With a long torpedo-shaped body and two eyes set at either end of a horizontal bar attached to its face, the creature's bizarre appearance was unlike anything else known to science. It even had a long trunk-like snout protruding from its head with a teeth-filled claw attached to the end of it. Back in March 2016, researchers thought that they had finally solved the mystery by categorizing the creature as a type of lamprey. But now a group of paleobiologists, led by Lauren Salen of the University of Pennsylvania, have come forward to claim that the previous study got it wrong. This animal doesn't fit easy clarification because it's so weird, said Salen. It has these eyes that are on stalks, and it has this pincer at the end of of a long proboscis, and there's even disagreement about which way is up. The last thing that the Tully monster could be is a fish. According to a new report, the original team's conclusions were wrong because they did not fully understand the way in which the fossil specimen had been preserved. The creature also did not resemble the fossils of actual lampreys discovered in the same area. It's important to incorporate all lines of evidence when considering enigmatic fossils, anatomical, preservational, and comparative, said study co-author Sam Giles. Applying that standard to the Tully monster argues strongly against a vertebrate identity. NASA to reveal major exoplanet discovery. The space agency is due to announce its latest findings at a press conference on Wednesday morning. Back in May of last year, NASA revealed the discovery of 1,284 new extrasolar planets, an impressive haul that brought the total number of known worlds up to 3,200. Now it appears as though the space agency is preparing for another major reveal, and while it isn't clear exactly what the announcement will be, rumors suggest that it will be quite significant. The conference, which will begin at 10 a.m., Pacific Time on Wednesday is set to be attended by big names in the field, including MIT's Sarah Seeger and Michael Gillen from the University of Liege in Belgium. An Ask Me Anything session will also be hosted on Reddit following the announcement. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. What's up, folks? Welcome back to Parachute Radio. My name is Eric. And I am Justin. And we have been talking about the Mandela Effect. And we are sorry that we took you on such a roller coaster ride today. <laughs> <sighs> Man. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, I, I, there's honestly, I think with many shows like this, uh, many episodes like this, there always seem to be more questions than answers. I don't care who people are out there talk about the same subject because there are people out there who are going to say, look, what I have to say is fact, period. There's another show just two minutes up the road for me that says, guess what? That says, you know what? I have a different opinion and it's fact. Mm. The fact is there aren't really many facts when it comes to this sort of thing. It's all really based on opinion, speculation and theory, Truth which is, is pretty the much eye of the all the same thing. Uh, there are no absolutes in this. Right. It's, it just doesn't exist. There is. There's just this whole idea about absolutes and what an absolute means, an absolute truth. And he's not talking about vodka. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, sometimes that's the best way to go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Guys, I'm kidding. Are you? Are you? Yes. <laughs> um, oh, God. You made me lose my track. <laughs> there are um, no absolutes. Yes, Yes. I agree. There, there are no absolutes in this kind of thing. So, you know, unfortunately, if you guys want answers, 
you're going to have to do what we always tell you. Do some research and come to your own conclusion. Right. I mean, there's no, there's no way to say that is truth. That's just what you believe. Right. Right. And here's the thing. This is, this is the thing that's special about me and Justin. And this, this may be just kind of pushing. (laughs) This is throwing us out there, giving us a little bit of praise here. But there are many people in all fields and all walks of life who want to hear nothing except their own view. They don't want any opinions that contradict their own understanding. Me and Justin are not those type of guys. We believe what we believe, but we are open to any and all opinions and thoughts and ideas. So if you guys have them, feel free to send them to us at purgetruthradio at gmail.com or on any of the social media that we have available to you. Um, because we won't deny you guys. We might, we might, we might argue a little bit and say, mm-hmm. well, this is why we think you're wrong, but you know, we're open. <laughs> yeah. And I do encourage you guys again, touch with us. Uh, I do appreciate everybody that's been getting in touch with us recently and, uh, commenting, emailing, uh, as I said, uh, Thanks so much for Ron for donating to Paratruth Radio. It's much appreciated. We are trying our best to keep up with everything and anything in the paranormal community, which, as you just heard, is not necessarily the easiest to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next week, guys, got an interesting show for you. Uh you know, one thing that I asked a while back is, what do you guys want to hear? And the response I got was, ghosts, ghosts, ghosts. So Ooh. here we are again. Uh, the This house is haunted. The amazing inside story of the Enfield Poltergeist by Guy Leon Playfair. And uh, it's going to be an interesting one, not only because it's ghosts, but uh, Guy actually lives in... in England and uh, it's always good to talk to our English brothers and sisters and I'm looking forward to it just because the Enfield Poltergeist is something that's somewhat familiar but I'm not completely read up on it so it'll be interesting to read this book. If I'm not mistaken the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine Warren uh, actually investigated that particular house as well which Mm -hmm. is actually the basis for the conjuring 2 for any of you who've seen it so definitely pretty cool to have a guy leon playfair on next week and be able to talk to him about this because it's pretty big in the in the most of the paranormal community so yeah interesting stuff yeah and it's just one of those things that goes back so far that I think people have kind of forgot as well even though the the (laughs) movie is out there but nobody really knows what truly happened because unfortunately guys it's a movie and hollywood manipulates it to the best where it's going to be the most entertaining so that's true (laughs) that is very true and i can tell you that some of the stuff that happened in the movie likely did not happen in real life (laughs) well just look at the one the original conjuring most of the stuff that happened there was i mean some of it was true but i it was also manipulated to the point that it had to be entertaining as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so yeah, right. that is right. uh, the Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, in that case, I think we are out for the evening. So again, you're going to hear everything at the end of the show anyway, but hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, check out our speaker.com account. Is that right? Spreaker.com. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Check us, check us out on Spreaker, YouTube, uh, email us, heardtruthradio at gmail.com and definitely check out the website and don't forget to hit that Patreon account if you, if you guys are willing. Next week, if you do next week, you very well may be announced as our executive producer of the episode. So definitely check it out. But until then, we'll catch you all same time, same place next week, right here at paratruthradio.com. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Paratruth Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can find them at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and the Fringe Radio Network. Or for a one-time fix of all of your Paratruth needs, simply drop in to paratruthradio.com. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram for brand new updates on our show every day. 
Finally, we love bringing you fresh, entertaining media each and every week, but we can't do it without you. So please check out our Patreon account. Simply go to ParatroopRadio.com, click on the Patreon logo, and help us to continue bringing you the latest and greatest in paranormal research. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.